Welcome back, everyone, to After the Checkers. This is a little bit different, but still the same kind of a show. Um, we have right there Crystal Austinson on the show with us. And I think Crystal's going to be a very recognized person for a lot of people watching the show. Um, always flipping around the pits um, next to the track, in the infield of the track. She is A-OK Photography. I mean, is it? It is A-OK Photography, right? Yes. 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 I was. I should have asked ahead of time, I guess. But um, <laughs> so you see her little watermark down in the corner of all of the, the pictures on Facebook. Amazing, like out of the box photography, which is, I, I feel very much like photographers are, all of you are, it's like that whole uh, steel sharpened steel kind of a thing where every one of you is kind of forcing the other to get a little more creative and a little oh, yeah. more artistic about because for all of eternity it was someone standing in the infield taking a picture coming into turn one or coming into turn three or exiting turn four or exiting turn two that was racetrack photography and yep they're all every one of them is the same and um and now you guys are getting super artistic and like there's like you know in the window photography and like thoughtful changing tire pictures and like there's all of this sort of I don't, I'm not an artistic person like I would call it lifestyle pictures yep. that are behind the scenes kind of things and you guys are just it's you guys are just killing it and so anyways I went way off on a tangent there welcome to after the checkers <laughs> crystal how are you I am good how are you I am I am excited to have you on I am super excited to have you on so um so let's talk about photography first and then and then we're going to get into the other subject and so which is for those that are watching stick around because the subject matter that we're going to go to is super important and so um a-okay photography where does that name come from is it what is a-okay so um it's actually kind of funny so i started on my own uh back in around 2016 i was super casual i used to go pit with my friend abby and then um, I'd just take pictures. Abby. And Abby Hacker. Okay. And then my brother got into it as well. So we kind of threw around our initials. His name is Alex. So, and then my fiance actually came up with A-OK. I like that. I yes. like that. And yeah. so, so is A-OK all the way back in 2016? It's been that name ever since kind of thing? Um, I would say, I don't think it started right away. I just used my name. Yep. On the pictures. And then I probably around 2017, 2018 is when AOK actually was on our photos. So pretty early on. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So why, um, I always wonder this about photographers, race photographers is, did, was photography first or was racing first? Um, racing was first. Racing was first. Uh, my, okay. Yes. Yep. My dad and my grandpa raced. So it's kind of been in the family for a long time. And I always had um, the hobby of photography. So I thought it would be kind of fun to mesh them together. Yeah, And it's worked yeah. out. And so you, the the photography started off as a hobby kind of thing, still is a hobby. It's not like you're yep. paying the mortgage with, with photography pictures at this point yet. Um, and so is that, is that, um, is that ever in the plans? Like, do you ever want that you know, I'm really not sure. I, um, 
I would say my brother would probably be looking at that more long-term as far as the race side of it. I would like to stay in the racing side as long as I can, but I also do weddings and family portraits and boudoir photography. And so as a whole, I would like it to be like that someday, but racing alone, I'm not sure. So there's, it was going to be my very next question is, do you do other things? And I'm I'm curious how much, uh, how how much of the other like the other photography, the weddings and and graduation pictures and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff? How much of that comes from racers? Um, prob there's actually a good amount. Yeah, that I figured there would be. Yeah, the seniors. I've taken senior pictures of people at the track before race starts, and so that's kind of suit. Fun. That is that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then um yeah, there's been quite a few clients that have come from that so that's really nice but it's probably there's a lot of them that haven't too so it's a good mix yeah that's good so you have you have a a reputation outside of of the racetrack versus and inside the racetrack so that you that's a good balance kind of a thing so because it turns out racing in minnesota only happens for just a a a small little sliver of time (laughs) here And, and so there's if this winter is anything, there's 11 months where you have to figure something else out to do. Cause we're only going to get to race for about a month this year because the snow, <laughs> at least here in Brainerd, where I'm at the snow, it's, it's going to be June before the snow melts here. I am so tired of winter, but yeah, it's um, crazy. So what is your, what's the, what is the, what's the process of like s- scouting? I mean, do you scout out like, do you see a picture before you ever take the picture of like, I'm going to stand right here and the cars are going to do this or like, how, how does that, how does it, how do you determine where you're going to stand? Um, Kind of both. It depends Uh, like for at the beginning of the season, when the cars are looking really nice, it's super important to get all those pictures yes. as much as you can. So I don't worry about pit shots a whole lot towards the beginning there. Um, the best part about having both my brother and I is we can get outside and inside shots on our own. We don't really have to rely on anyone else. Yeah. So that's very nice. So we do kind of plan there where to stand, what kind of shots we want, and what angles of the car we need. But otherwise, yeah, I kind of, I have a good brain as far as just seeing the picture before I take it, as far as walking around the pits. And after a while, I kind of learn what to look for. And it's, it is a lot of kind of learning how, how, things work because if I see something happening and I know what's coming next, I know to wait for stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I that does help a lot. That's seat time for, to- for a photographer, right? Like just like right. a race car, <laughs> like you, like, you know how your car is going to react in certain track conditions, or if you're around okay. other drivers, kind of a thing, you don't know that the first couple of times you go out there, but then after a while you're like, ah, oh, this is what happened last time. And that's what happened. Right. So same thing for you. Like if you're, if you're hunting for a specific thing, you can, you can see it before it happens. Right. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. So, um, I, I want to say thanks for being a photographer because there's, it is, I used to think I, I will self-admittedly say who cares? Like, it's just a picture. Like, it's just yeah. eh, like, it's just, there's too many of them. And, <laughs> and I don't know if my appreciation or like you say, like the just the the constant getting better and better and better more artistic or more creative or more I don't know even what it is I'm not artsy enough to figure that out but the pictures nowadays are 
amazing. And it's like, I, I love them. Like they're, it's so much fun to like, at, you know, on a Monday or even a lot of times, if it's, if you're at a Friday night track, Saturday morning, you guys are already posting stuff up and yep. you know, just little snippets kind of a thing. Do you, um, is there, do you have a website or anything like that? Or is it, is all of your stuff on Facebook? All of my stuff is on Facebook. My brother has a website for a lot of his stuff. Okay. Um, some people get kind of confused with that. The blue AOK is me and the red AOK is my brother. Oh, nice. So if they're okay. wanting a photo printed or anything like that, that, they yeah. can like kind of know who to go to. Not and that who's your brother? But... Who's your brother? Alex. Alex. Okay. Yeah. You yep. said that. Okay. Alex Austinson, obviously. Yep. Um, And so that's interesting. So is, is the website AOK photography? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. It's kind of like through something. So it's the website's name. And then I think it's like slash AOK type of thing. Okay. Yeah. But Find him on Facebook. And he'll get, he'll guide you. I bet there's a link oh, yeah. on his Facebook page to the, to the rest of the pictures. So, oh yeah. So and do we you... do have an AOK photography and design page too, but we can't post many pictures on there because, um, well, there's like guidelines and stuff, you know, you can't upload this many pictures in this many hours, but then if the person doesn't follow the page, we can't take them. So that is why we post them on our personal. So you can actually see the photos. Yeah. yeah. All that more important to follow pages like AOK photography or after the checkers. Yes. Um, <laughs> because then <laughs> I run into the same thing, like a driver yep. will be on and I'll want to tag that driver and it will not let me tag that driver. Nope. And so I have to then share it find it personally and then tag them personally kind of thing. Yeah. And so just, just if someone sends you an invite, take the damn invite and like it, it as long as it's <laughs> racing stuff. And so right. it's, don't do all of the, you do whatever you want to do. people. <laughs> <laughs> I just about stick my foot all the way into my mouth. And so you just do what you want to do people, but you got to like after the checkers and you got to like, a hey, okay. And yes. so, um, okay. So, Here's the reason you're two things to me. You are A-OK photography mm -hmm. and, and you're the one person of the, the thousand people or whatever it is on my Facebook that is really, really honest about mental health and, mm -hmm. and your challenges with it and your struggles with it and your victories with it. And so um. It's why a month ago or three weeks ago or whatever that I reached out to you and wanted you to be on the show is to have a real talk about that and and not to bring the mood down or not to bring this, make it sad or mushy or anything like that. Quite the contrary. I want it to be a positive, yeah. um, exciting thing. And, and like I shared with you when we were talking earlier, I, I did a show on after the checkers with a driver that had had a, a crazy bad crash. Like the video of it is like, Oh my God, like he's hurt for sure. And, and he didn't have a sore neck the next day because he had the proper safety stuff on. He had a good helmet and a great Hans and, and had his belts on properly. And the seat was in the car properly and everything was done properly. And so he got out of what was a horrible looking crash. No effects whatsoever. Um, mm -hmm. We did that show. Several people came back to me and to him saying, you know what? I, I appreciate you doing that. I'd never thought of it that way and went and bought their kid or their husband or their whoever it was a Hans device. And, and 
it made me feel so amazing and made that driver feel so amazing that that maybe when that driver crashes that they're okay after a race and um and the subject this subject matter can i think be the same thing that if 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 you're watching this crystal's going to share i i don't know idea what crystal's going to share right now we haven't talked about that part of it but man if if you're struggling with with thoughts that aren't positive then do something about it. Don't, don't struggle by yourself. And so um, I've told you about four times now, Crystal, I am top 10 worst people on the planet when it comes to talking about feelings and, and, but I know it's an issue and I know it's an issue for damn near everyone. Mm -hmm. And if if you're watching this, it's, it's an issue for you. Self-esteem is an issue for everybody. I don't know one person that's like, I'm the best and and means it. They'll may joke around about that, but it's everyone struggles, right? Mentally. And so tell tell us your share with us, whatever comes to your mind. Okay. So, um, yeah, I do try to be pretty open about that stuff. I think what drives me to do that is knowing that that wasn't a thing that was talked about when I was in my deepest struggles and it just made it that much harder. So I try to be really open about it. And as you mentioned too, I think it's just as important to share, you know, the great things of overcoming things, as well as it is to share the not so fun things because that's the stuff that's relatable and that people are actually helped by in my opinion and um could agree with you more yeah 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 Yeah. so i think i I think people talk a a lot about suffering in silence right like like uh, no one understands my situation well as it turns out your situation isn't unique like it's it isn't my situation. It's everybody's situation. Like, I don't know one yep. person that doesn't, like I said, like everybody struggles a little bit. And so like, mm-hmm. you don't need to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression when I was in either late middle school, early in high school, I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest. Um, And I was pushed to go to therapy but I myself wasn't ready for therapy. So of course I had my wall up. It did nothing for me if I'm being completely honest and transparent. Um, that's not to turn people away from therapy because I do recommend it now, but I think you have to kind of set yourself up for that. And part of that is knowing that you're not alone. So yeah, I do like to talk about my story. I've been through kind of a, a few different things and I've been yes. pretty open about most all of it. Um. Yeah, I uh, I guess it all started when, well, I, I say this too, because it's kind of odd to me, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, their childhood was horrible, or they had, you know, parents that weren't too great to them. And that's how their issues started. And they're growing up and everything. But my, my life was pretty good. I mean, my parents are pretty great. And I'm still really close to them. And nothing in my childhood really triggered any of that. So I think that's important to say too, because sometimes you feel like, why am I feeling like this? My life is fine, yeah. but it really is just in your brain. And it's important to know that. So um, I, I have, um, I'm in, I'm in sales and part of sales is there's, there's emotional things, e- emotional mm-hmm. reasons to buy and logical reasons to buy. And I, and I think mental health and I, again, I am the worst at talking about feelings, I think mental health is the same exact reason. There's if you if you logically make a list of 
all, all of the bad things in my life and all of the good things in my life. And, and I say my meaning whoever mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's usually more good things, right? They're like, like right. things, life's pretty good. Like I'm not hungry. Um, I have a roof. I have friends. Mm-hmm. I have family. I have uh, clean water. I have an, enough money to pay the light bill and to buy more food. And, and I get to go to racetracks. I get to do like, if, if people take an inventory, life's pretty damn good. Right. And, but then there's the emotional side of things where like everything sucks. Right. Like <laughs> that's, a, that's this one thing on the list. Everything sucks. And, yeah. and you're like, why do I feel this way? And that's, I've personally dealt with that. Like why the illogical side makes the list and everything looks pretty damn good. And, yeah. and, and then the emotional side's like, screw that side. Right. <laughs> you know? right. And so yeah. it's like what you say is if it's just in your, in your melon full of mush, that's lying to you kind of thing. It is. Yeah. And a lot of people like myself, you feel some guilt for that, you know, like I shouldn't feel that way, but I do. And that just kind of adds to it. So we try to break the stigma on what depression and suicide and all of that really stems from Yeah, and just kind of the judgment surrounding that, but crazy. Yeah. So you, yeah. um, you've shared, and, and I maybe should have asked, you share as much of your struggles as you feel comfortable with, if you, if you don't mind. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it started, like I said, I got diagnosed, um, when I was a teenager, late middle school, early high school, I tried to go to therapy. I didn't like it. Um, my senior year of high school, I had a good friend die in a car accident. And that's when I hit what I would consider like my first rock bottom. And that's when I realized that, I mean, obviously that's not easy to go through anyways. Right. So part of that too, for me was like, am I, am I sad because it's sad or am I like overly sad and not knowing how to cope? And is that an issue with me? So um, I did get put on medication and I've been on that same medication since then, even today, which is also not really normal for yeah. people. And I don't want people to get discouraged with that if they try medication and it doesn't work because sometimes it does take a while. I was just kind of one of the lucky ones. <laughs> but um, yeah, after my friend passed away, um, I dealt with that for quite a while. And then I also was dating a guy at the time. And he was cheating on me. So it was just kind of a really low point in my life. Or, you know, as a person that's just out of high school, it was like the worst thing ever, you know, Yeah. all of this stuff. If everything was perfect, that's a hard time. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. no kidding. So, yeah, I am. And then things just kind of stem from that. I don't know how deep we want to go. I'm okay with sharing everything. You, you, whatever you want to do, babe. Like you, you, it's... There's no sure. rules. So whatever, sure. okay. whatever you want to do. Okay. So, um, yeah, when I ended things with my high school boyfriend, um, he kind of got a new group of friends and they were not very nice to me. They harassed me. They sent His me text teenage messages. kids will are like to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. These people were older. They probably should have known better. They were much older than I was. And, um, yeah, they'd message me saying to come outside my house and they were going to be there waiting for me and things like that. They burned all my stuff that I had at his place. So I lost a bunch of pictures, a bunch of clothes. Like I think one of my yearbooks was in there and just like stuff like that. So at the time, I mean, that was, 
I can kind of laugh about it now because it yeah, just seems funny, but at the time it was pretty horrible. Yes. So, um, yeah. And then I, obviously we were done with that. I never went back to that. And then, um, I got into a new relationship kind of shortly after that and it started fine, but he was a bit older than me and he had a drinking problem and I did not drink until I was 21. A lot of people don't believe me when I say that, but I really didn't. I was a good kid, but, um, so we didn't match up there at all. And he ended up being very mentally, emotionally, and physically abusive. And, um, there were horrible things. He'd throw me down the stairs and he was drunk. And I mean, yeah, he was wow. driving down the road and he'd just be screaming in my face, telling me to hit him. And he'd go home and punch mirrors and there's glass shattered. He'd punch through a door, wow. through a wall and, just like really horrible things like that, that I couldn't really relate to. I didn't drink. And this is all still as a a 19, 20 year old. Yeah. You were. Yeah. I was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was rough. And then during that time, I lost someone that I was really close to. Um, My mom did daycare growing up and he was one of her daycare kids. So I grew up with him in a sense and he passed away in 2014 and he was 15 years old. He drowned in oh. a kayak incident. And I found out on my birthday. Yeah. So <laughs> it just keeps going. Yes, it does. So, yeah, I learned that. And that was when I was still with this guy. So he was he was no help to yeah. my grieving and healing with any of that. And it's something I struggled with for a long time. And I wasn't really open about any of my feelings about that. I mean, it was known that I was sad, of course, because it was a horrible thing. But yeah. I never talked about how it actually really affected me. Like you say, they're sad because it's sad. Right. And then and then there's a whole different kind of sad that yes. is like, this is sad on top of sad kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Where it's really, really affecting your life for long periods of time. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was probably the hardest thing I had gone through. But I, I did learn when he passed away, we weren't really on that great of terms. So I, I feel like I grew a lot and learned a lot from that and, you know, just to not hold grudges and to make amends and yeah, just not argue over petty things and really cherish the relationships you have with people. Sure. Yep. Yep. So Very true. I like to pass that on too, because I feel like, you know, everyone hears that and knows that you just don't think it's going to happen to you type of thing until it does. There's a, um, I shared with you my uh, all around my computer here at my office and, mm-hmm. and the screensaver on my computer is is full of literally hundreds of of pictures or memes or whatever you want to call them kind of a thing sayings and one of them is always that that somebody re, uh, uh, there's a stranger somewhere that remembers you because you were kind to them when nobody else was and mm-hmm. and that that's kind of what I'm what I'm what I'm thinking as you're saying that is yep. is just be kind. Like I, I legit think that that is maybe, maybe the biggest part of, of why, why everybody struggles is people aren't kind. Like we're, we're not a right. kind species or I, I don't know why we're not, but we're, people are mean, people are dick yeah. sometimes. And, and I think if more people were just nice, like just yeah. be a decent human and, and not fake, be, be genuine. Yeah but be kind, you know, tell people they're, 
they look good or whatever. I mean, the smallest little thing, even text somebody and say, Hey, I hope you have a great day today. That out of the blue, no response. That's enough for a lot Mm -hmm. of people, you know? And, um, and so it's, I've made a point in my life to, if, if, if somebody that I know, somebody that's in my phone on my contact list, if their name pops into my head, I I'm, I'm a believer that there there's that name popped into my head for a reason today. And, yep. and even if it's, it's almost, especially if it's like, well, I haven't thought about that person in six months, take the time to text that person or message that person to say, Hey, thought about you today. Hope everything's good. Just needs to be that, you know? And I, yes. I, I think that's, uh, I know when that's happened to me, it's a major league uplift of men, you know, the oxytocin or whatever it is, the, the, the happy stuff in your brain goes crazy yep. over something like that. And so, um, so it, you do what you want to do, but tell us about the, how, how do you deal with it? Like how today, 27 mm-hmm. years old, adulting, successfully adulting. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, it, it, <laughs> just so you know, I'm way older than you and it's, it's adulting is never super easy ever. Um, but successfully adulting is what you're doing. Trust me. And <laughs> what, are, what are coping skills? What are, what are, what do you do today to, to kind of keep the demons at bay? Sure. So I, um, I mean, I can touch base too. I, when I was going through a lot of this stuff, I used to self-harm. I used to, um, cut myself. I would never did it in a place where people could see it because I I didn't want attention from it. And I know everybody kind of has a different thought process with that. And, um, I would, yeah, I would cut myself on my legs and on my stomach with anything I could find really. And, um, I've learned now, you know, that there's different ways to cope with things and yeah, to certainly release, better ways than that. Yeah. Release. Yeah. Yes. Cause I mean, I, I won't lie, you know, when I did do that and I would see the blood to be bold. Um, it was like a big release for me, all my emotions. Like I, I felt numb a lot. So that was mm. something that made me feel something. Sure. And, um, now I've, you know, taking different things. I'm, I listen to music a lot. That gets me through a lot of stuff in my life. As cheesy as that sounds, it's true. Yeah. No, whatever. um, Yeah. And I think everybody's got that sort of, um, like mine is, mine is 180 degrees different is it's always driving. I love to just be alone and drive. Yes. Um, and it's, and it's either complete silence, nothing, no radio, the sound of the tires on the road and just my thoughts and like categorize them, do whatever I'm going to do with them kind of a thing. Maybe don't have any thoughts. Like it's like men are, have this unique ability to have actual no thoughts. <laughs> like I know nothing I happening know. here. <laughs> and so, um, uh, or at least I have that ability to just drive <laughs> and like get 50 miles down the road and go, I guess right. I'm here. like, like it just like, how the hell did I get here? Kind of thing. Um, or like crazy, I'm an eighties baby. And so, um, just crazy heart, big hair, you know, ACDC Metallica <laughs> as loud as it goes. Yep. Hard charging. Like I'm both of those things. Yes. Depending and, on, yeah. depending on which or where I need to be. Right. 
I can relate to that because I do the same. I drive a lot. And um, yeah, sometimes it's, I sit with my thoughts, which is something that I never used to like to do. So I've learned to do that in more of a healthy way. I go to places I love or I drive and to some of my favorite places and I allow myself to think. And other times I do it to do the complete opposite. I want to forget about everything and just relax for a couple hours and turn on some music and do that. So music has really helped me a lot. Um, And another thing is racing. I, my anxiety disappears when I'm at the track. I don't think about my real life problems. It really is like I'm entering into a whole nother world for me personally. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. 100%. Hundred percent. So there's there's a meme that goes around, um, and and I'm gonna butcher it here, but it's something to the effect it's it's like looking into the cockpit of a race car, or maybe it's I've seen it both ways where it's just an empty cockpit, but then also the picture that we were talking about earlier, where it's you know it's the it's the the sun visor and the three bars going across, and it's just a, a visor with a maybe it's a set of eyes that are closed or a set of eyes that are like focused on something. And, and like, once you're in there, I'm just in here. Like, this is like my safe cocoon kind of a thing in the race car. And I, I, the only thing I'm thinking about about is race car. Exactly. And uh, the mortgage goes away and the, the, the problems and the, the self-doubt and the self-esteem and all that crap goes away. And I'm just, just, I just am. Right. That kind of a thing. And so if people can find that spot and it's, I, that a race car is absolutely that spot for me. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know another spot for me that is that, that it, that it right. where everything melts away. Yeah. instantly, Like it's just gone. And so, um, yeah. And your, so yours would be clearly behind the lens at, yeah. a- Track, or even just add it like is it even a a track, thing? Yeah. yeah 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 I mean I grew up watching it and I feel like even growing up I kind of felt the same like it was just what I like to do and I didn't worry about anything else when I was there nice um, nice so uh as I as I told you before Crystal um this section right here I, I just <laughs> no notes so I, I don't know where to go from here um I appreciate you um, you're open about it and you're sharing with it. I, I want, I want to wrap it up in such a way that it's okay to talk about it. Like find, find, find something like I'm, I'm Kyle Hall. I'm after the checkers with Kyle Hall and I'm Kyle Hall on Facebook. If, if you're to the point, anybody message me, like I will, if, if I can talk and I can clearly, (laughs) um, I'll, I'll say something nice to you. Like there's, like there's, I don't know the answers. I am the worst self-admittedly the worst. My wife, my kids, everybody will tell you dad's the worst with feelings. I suck at it, but, <laughs> um, but trying, like, I'll try, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll do something. I, and I would imagine Crystal, you've, you've, you've been there. Like you've like mm-hmm. something you said, and I, I should have come around to it then is my first rock bottom. Yep. So, so the fact that you said there's there's my first, not I hit <laughs> rock bottom, like there was one. Yeah. You you bounced a couple times. Like I'm better. Right. No, I'm not. I'm better. No, I'm not. Right. 
And so that's okay too. Like there's, yes. it's not a, um, I think of it as a math problem. Like there isn't a solution like a math problem. It's not two plus two equals four. Okay. I'm better. It's not, that's not it. Right. There's, there's, uh, I, I don't know anyone that doesn't struggle with it all the time to have self doubt or is this the right decision? And it, it doesn't have to be you're in the dark cutting yourself on the, on your legs so that no one can see. It doesn't have to be that bad. It doesn't have to be anything even similar to that. It can just be mm -hmm. the, I have trouble making decisions or, uh, and I, and I don't like that about myself, right? Like I don't look the way I did when I was 25 or whatever it is kind of thing. I, I love the expression. I, I wish I was as fat as I was the first time I thought I was too fat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's the name of my book. Um, <laughs> and so it's, and things change and it's, I want, I want people to understand that what you're doing, the way you're thinking, the, the little guy on your shoulder that just never gives you a freaking break ever. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's not true. It's you're, you're valued and you're loved and, and I, I don't know anyone who doesn't have someone that loves them, you know? Right. And, and, right. um, yeah, I do want to say too, you know, hitting rock bottom, what feels like over and over again. I mean, I've, I would say I've only hit rock bottom maybe a few times in my life. And, um, I just, I, I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to. And when I was emotional, the people around me that I would have considered close to me, would poke fun at me and make fun of me for being emotional. And I just want people to be kind of aware of that and how you're treating people and their emotions, because, you know, I typically, maybe I would have said something about how I was feeling, but the way that they were already treating me absolutely did not make me want to do that. Oh yeah. You know, like it pushed me so far away from that, that I did keep it all to myself. And I think it's important to reach out and I'm kind of a person too which some might relate to, some might think it's backwards, but it's easier for me to reach out to people that I'm not close to and that don't have a direct impact on my life. Very true. Know the people in my life. Yeah. And I don't think there's a right or wrong way if you'd rather reach out to a close friend or a relative versus someone that you're not very close to. I mean, do whatever you feel is comfortable. There really right. is no right or wrong way to seek help. Yeah. And I do want to mention too, you know, I, I've had many, many people message me and open up, which is fantastic. But um, I don't want people to be offended if I turn them to a different, uh, like a hotline, or I I personally don't have the mental capacity to help them because, you know, I, I have to put myself first. Yep. And if I'm drained, I don't have the energy to help other people. So I don't want anyone to be offended if I were to turn not turn my back on them by any means, but refer them to somebody no. that could help them. Yeah. You're so I've, I've seen this. Um, I, I assume I saw it on Facebook. I'm not a hundred percent sure where I saw it, but it's, it's a color thing. It's like a visualization of people's feelings where the yep. person comes up and they're all red, which I don't know why everyone chooses red to be like, that's the bad thing, but um, <laughs> that's a little joke. Um, the, the person's all red and then, and then the other person's all green and, yeah. and they have a chat and then slowly this person turns all green and this person turns all red. Like I, I feel better. Thank you so much. That's what you're saying is I, mm -hmm. 
and I don't like, please reach out to me, reach out to someone. If right. you're, if you're, if you need to chat, chat with someone. And, and I, right. I would agree with you. I am, I am way, it's way easier for me to talk to a perfect stranger about hard yeah. things than it is to talk to my wife or my kids. Right. They just don't have direct impact on your life. And it's yes. just easier yeah. to open yeah. up. It's when just it's anonymous. Like, oh. like I've never yeah. seen it again. Yeah. You of, get it and, out. And then and maybe yeah. that's why therapists are so successful is yeah. I don't give a rip about this therapist. I can dump my things and they can't say a word to nobody. Kind of thing. <laughs> right. And so um, it's reach out to somebody though. And, mm -hmm. and if it's, you know, there's plenty of online therapy now where it's a thousand percent anonymous. It's not even yes. a therapist in an office where like you have to be there next week and they have to go like, like you shared that shit last week and I'm still processing that. And now you're going to dump on me again. That's their job. But still it's, there's there's plenty of ways to get to have a chat to make we we said before we hit record here if if you get to breakfast just make it to lunch and if you yes. make it to lunch then just make it to supper time and then make it to bedtime and then yep. bedtime for a lot of people is, is a lot of like I can just pass out and not have mm -hmm. to deal with anything all night long except for my thoughts at night make it to breakfast and then make yep. it to lunch and make it to supper or if it's day to day I can make it to noon tomorrow and then yep. make it to noon the next day and the noon the next day. Yep. And I did that a lot too. So yeah. saying yeah. that, I mean, yeah, it is, that is how it is. And for people that can't relate to it, I mean, I, I do understand that it's hard for them to, to understand, you know, what we're feeling and what we're going through. And to them, you know, maybe we do look kind of crazy, but there yeah. are so many people that go through this and it's just, and I know you touched on this before too, but reaching out to people when you're thinking of them is so important or complimenting a stranger at the grocery store. And I always say too, to talk to everybody like they're going through one of the worst days of their life. I mean, just assume that they are going yeah. through something really hard because yeah. there's so many times where it's like, you said something to someone and realized they were going through something and it's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that or talked to them that way. It's like, well, why, why does that change how you think you should have talked to them? You should just, you know, treat them with respect and talk to Find them all the time. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Right. So right. There's, there's a shirt that again, pops up on my Facebook all the time. Maybe I, maybe Facebook is really telling me something. <laughs> um, and it's, it's a sweatshirt that says, uh, I think it's either on the front or the back. And it says, everyone is going through something. You have no idea. Yeah. And, and yeah. And that's true. Like everyone is going through something that you have no idea about. And right. And so don't Even some of the closest people in your life. Yes. Don't don't be the don't be the thing that piles on to that thing, you know, right. and um, be the thing that diffuses that and, and maybe adds okay. a little a little sugar to the to the bitterness of whatever they're going through kind of a thing. And so yeah. um. I think we could talk a long time on this and, and I want, I, I want to encourage people like we're, this is a very male, the, the people watching this are predominantly men and, yep. and all of us are tough and we'll work through it. And I'm, I don't like, eh, I'm not doing a therapist thing. Uh, I can, I can say that because that's me. It's a hundred percent me. It's the reason I've repeated 14 times on this show already I suck at feelings because I really do. I don't like talking about them. Um, certainly, I don't, I love talking about your feelings. 
I hate talking about my feelings. And right. um, and the the thing that I struggle with is if someone does talk to me about their feelings, I'm a fixer. I I need to, I my OCD or whatever it is. I have to offer you a solution. And, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times there is, there is, there isn't a solution to that. Like there's right. just listen, just listen or say, I, I hear you kind of thing. Like, I think right. this need to be heard maybe. And right. uh, so anyways, Crystal, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the things you have shared. Um, maybe we'll continue it depending on the feedback of, of this. Maybe I don't, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll take it by ear kind of thing, but um, the next part of the show is, is, uh, more toy department stuff, more fun stuff. And so, um, and it's the, the next part is the rapid fire questions part. You're not getting just because you give us all these deep philosophical thoughts doesn't mean <laughs> get out of having the fun stuff. So, um, or what I think is fun stuff. Cause I'm on this side of it. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's the yourmth.com rapid fire questions. And, uh, it's five questions that may or may not have to do with racing. I think- okay. I think a lot of your, a lot of these are, have nothing to do with racing whatsoever, but maybe they do. It depends on where you go with the answer. So, right. uh, but it's brought to you by yourmth.com, which is Minnesota truck headquarters headquartered down in St. Cloud. But I think there are five locations now throughout Minnesota. And I know that for sure they are looking to expand that as well. And every kind of vehicle that you could possibly big jacked up trucks and commercial vehicles and cars, SUVs, like really, really hard to find stuff right now. And so uh, go to yourmth.com, find your next vehicle. Question number one. And I wrote these questions, not necessarily about what we were just talking about, but where is your happy place? Racetrack. <laughs> racetrack. And does it matter? Is there is there a specific racetrack that is your happy place? Um. I will say that Fergus Falls is probably my favorite, yeah. but I'm happy at any racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. Race it's smelling, smelling race gas. That's, there's always something great about that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> what is a useless talent that Crystal has? Like we all know your, your photography talent and your, uh, uh, you work in an accounting firm kind of a thing. And so you're probably good with organizing things, all very useful talents. Mm -hmm. somewhere there is a talent that is completely useless what is that talent gosh I don't know if I have one I mean <laughs> I haven't found it yet then but I you're young enough where you it. haven't found it <laughs> yeah what did you say I mean I have a lot of talents but I feel like I use them all they're all they're all I useful find something for them <laughs> maybe that's that's then you are rare because I <laughs> I'm I not have, sure I have one I have a lot of useless mine is trivia like I have it's just a, a head full of completely useless crap. Like they're like just stuff that you absolutely never need to know in any <laughs> occasion, but it's, it's in there. So, um, okay. So question number three of the, your rapid fire questions is, uh, in your pictures frequently, at least not when you're wearing without the Wasoda 100, there's an arm and right here, there's a big old tattoo. Uh, yes. the, the question is how many tattoos do you have? Um, I have to count. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> has one. I think I have seven, seven or eight. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. That you don't know. Like it's one of those things. I have none. Um, because I think it's a, uh, 
I think tattoos are an addiction. Like I like I don't know many people. I don't know maybe anyone that has one tattoo. Right. Like, like they were gonna get one tattoo, and then all of a sudden there's a whole a whole sleeve here. So yep. yeah. Um, do you collect anything? Is there a is there a collection of um other than other than photography stuff? Like that's a business or that's a hobby kind of a thing. But is there a I collect a little bit of dirt from every racetrack in a jar, or do you is there any <laughs> of that kind of things that goes on? Um, not really, but I guess I do have a weird obsession with like pens and office supplies. So I have pens everywhere. Them? The best pens. Yeah. Do you steal them? Oh, absolutely. I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am a bit of a pen snob. Mine, I don't have the, you know, like the 150 or $200 pens. I don't have any like that just because I lose no. them too frequently. Although if I think if I had a $200 pen, I would, I'd get like a trucker chain that just goes around. My <laughs> something. I would never lose it. But um, if if I'm at a, a a doctor's office, you know, someplace where there's there's pens and it's a mm-hmm. really nice pen, I'm taking that sucker. I like, will take it every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> honest about it. Taking your oh, yeah. pen and they're like, yeah, that's what they're for. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that's that's good. I too, I like office supplies too. Like the that section or like an office supply store. Yep. Could get in a lot. I'll be in there forever. Yeah, I could get in a lot of trouble in there, and so yep. that might be a like a a weird Powerball quirk. Like if you like, if you if you won Powerball money, like just to buy like all the pens. Yeah, well, not <laughs> even that, but like all of the paper, and like, why do you need more than one calendar? Like you don't yeah, need. Yeah, your I business. Have, I have multiple <laughs> calendars. Like, why is that even thing? But yeah. Um, <laughs> The last question, it's always five questions. Uh, and the last one is, what would people be surprised to know about Crystal Austinson? Oh, man. Um, Because you're, you're kind of an open book, but there's something, I am. That, there's, there's something that never gets shared. Yeah. Oh, I feel like. I feel like a lot of people that know me know me because of one thing. So if they know me through racing, they'd probably be surprised to know about all of my talk on mental illness. If they know me through that, they're probably surprised to know that I'm so involved in racing. Yeah. Yeah. Or people that know me because they're clients at work don't know any of that stuff. So they'd be surprised to know that. So I guess just all of the the different worlds of there's a Seinfeld episode about that, about George, George had (laughs) friends over here and then friends over here. And then they met each other. He's like, worlds are colliding. Yeah. That's how I feel. That would, that, that makes sense because there is people that, that know you in in one lane and don't necessarily realize that there's all of this fun stuff. Yeah. I feel like I have different identities. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true of everyone, I think. So, Okay yourmth.com rapid fire questions next the in the last segment is called the uh rascal aluminum pay it forward question and it's where my last guest gets to ask you a question you get to ask my next guest a question um and it's it's all brought to you by rascal aluminum which is when you said abby before i thought is it abby garen um oh no now abby preve now um, but Abby and, and Adam and their and Abby's dad Rob own uh, Rascal Aluminum and three locations now, all in Minnesota here, down in Litchfield, um, I think St. Cloud or North Metro area, 
uh, and then over by Fargo, Glendon, that direction over there. Uh, and so they've got you covered kind of no matter where you are in the state, they've, they've got you covered uh, aluminum wise and fasteners, all that kind of stuff. And you can find them on Facebook as well. So uh, Rascal Aluminum on Facebook, shoot them a message, get your aluminum. Um, they still have it, even though we're way into the car should be built already stage, they still have you set up. So, um, or if you want to have extra panels so that when you, like Crystal was saying, you it's it's important like the first couple of weeks to get all of the good pictures for the year because the car yes. never gonna look like that again. And so nope. <laughs> um okay, so my last guest um is the promoter from Gondick Law Speedway up in Superior, Wisconsin. Have you been up to Gondick Law? I have not. Oh, great track. You're a you're a Friday night Fergus Falls girl, and that's Gondick Law is also a Friday night track. And so make a point to get up there sometimes it's it's another fantastic track uh certainly as a photographer you would love mm-hmm. that track because there's lots of really cool things uh to take pictures of up there so um but joe steria uh is the promoter up there and has been part owner and promoter of the racetrack and he was my last guest talking about gondick law all of his mm-hmm. racing background and that sort of stuff and i explained to him who you were and he wanted to know what is what is the if there's one picture that stands out like that that was it that's why I'm a photographer like the one picture that maybe you didn't even know you took it and then later on going through after the fact you're like oh my god that is that is art you know is there <laughs> is there one that stands out above the rest um there is one that kind of stands out a little bit i guess and maybe just cuz i looked at it yesterday but I did take one of TPO and Fergus and the sun was just hitting just right. His car looked badass and it just turned out so cool. And I know yes. he really liked it too. So that's the picture that stands out to me, but I okay. get a lot of good outside pictures in Fergus. So, so here, here's um, the, the people will already know what that picture looks like because you're going to send me that picture and it's going to be the, it'll be the front of the video. Like it'll be the okay. picture that we talk about um, that, that promotes this show. And so um, I look forward to that because it's mistake pictures sometimes are the best pictures, right? Yeah. yeah. It's blindly uh, shooting into the sun. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it could just be the sun and nothing. Right. Or it could right. just be like you say, the sun is perfectly coming through and hitting his goggle or his, his shield or whatever kind of thing. And it just, it looks beautiful kind of a thing. Right. And so, um, or blurry, like there's, I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen blurry pictures where you're like, how did they know to do that? Like, that's ah, right. a screwed up picture. It just turned out perfect, you know? Right. Yep. So, um, there's, I just, uh, I don't know if I listened to it on a podcast or what it was, but it, uh, early on in the in the Winston Cup series like a hundred years ago when it was the early days of NASCAR um the walls were all white on racetracks there was no lines on and it looked on TV it looked slow like the the cars yeah. look they're doing 170 miles an hour and they're all doing 170 and there's nothing behind them to give the concept of speed and right. so for television, that's, that's why there's lines on the, on the wall now is to, is to give TV and photographers speed, um, right. the illusion of speed. And 
And in that same thing, they talked about the photographer, the first guy who did, who, who like opened the, opened the F stop up a little bit, made it, made the exposure a little bit longer and, and made the, the crowd, the car is perfectly clear and the crowd behind it or the wall or whatever's behind it is blurry because yep. the, the camera stayed on the car and kept the car in focus. And then the background got blurry because you were moving and right. Those are my, like, I love that kind of, so thing. Cool. you know, yeah, it's so <laughs> cool. How does that work? But uh, I would, is that hard to do? Maybe that's not hard to do it. It seems hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. some skill. I I get told or people like to give me shit and say, you know, anyone can take a picture of a race car, you know, like send a kid out there with a camera, they can get it, which yeah, maybe they can, but yeah. they can't get cool pictures. Of race there's, cars. A, there's a huge <laughs> difference to me between a picture and yep. like, you're right. Like you're, like iPhones can take amazing pictures. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a big difference between taking a picture and creating art. You know what Correct. I mean? And Correct. and that's the the creativity and the artisticness and the steady the, hand. <laughs> the eye to know yeah. and the experience, like you talked about. I know what's gonna happen next because I've stood here before and that's what happened, kind of thing. Or getting to know the drivers too and how they race. I mean, that yeah. that's huge. Yes. That's how you get good pictures. You yeah. really have to learn and pay attention to things like that. Wide. JC, uh, who you know, JC, everybody knows yeah. JC, um, had a picture on, I think just on his Facebook and it, he's big time, world famous, world of outlaw, now NASCAR photographer. Insane. Um, there's a, there's a picture of, it had to be qualifying and it, the, the car is way over to the left side which you're never supposed to do. You're always supposed to leave room in the picture for the for the subject to move within the picture, right? That's photography. And and this one's not. The car is literally the left side of the picture. It's right there. And the wall is in the background. And the subject of the picture isn't the race car. It's the dust trail that's right. literally all behind it. And it's just so cool. To, to answer the question of coolest picture, that might be the coolest picture that I've seen of racing. And it's it's in yes. my loop of screensavers and it's just sexy. It's just yeah. beautiful. JC's you know? fantastic. And so yeah, he he my idol for sure. For what? sure. For I real? love his work. Oh uh, yeah. that's awesome. I love it, love it. Yeah. No, very he, artsy and I just like that. I like that style. He might be, I don't know if he originated it, but he's very, very good at what we were talking about earlier, the sort of lifestyle. Um yep. Yep. And I and I think he's got cameras that are this long. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he can be in turn four and get the lifestyle picture in the grandstands of turn two kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um it's he's he has that ability to just see shit before it happens, like you said. Yeah. So which is all just seat time. That's all just clicking it is. millions and millions and millions of pictures. Somebody asked me this, and I'll we'll do this and then we'll do the second half of the pay it forward question. Do you get does your finger get tired? Uh, no, you get, you get really. finger pump when you're, when you're taking pictures. Well, I say not really, but I have during, uh, like pace laps or something. I have, <laughs> you'll see me doing this every yeah. once in a while. You're shaking my hand. Cause, my Cause it's not, heavy. it's not just, you're taking a thousand pictures in a very short period of time. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, okay. Second part of the pay it forward question is you get to ask my next guest a question and and my next show, the next after the checkers with Kyle Hall is going to be an equally unique show. 
in that Brock Tobiasen is my co-announcer at Granite City. He's the guy that sits next to me. I say co-announcer. He's really my producer because he's chicken shit as hell to say anything <laughs> over a microphone. Um, and I hope you see that, buddy. Um, uh, he's the guy that makes me sound smart. Like he's the guy pulling up information, pulling up um, how many races that guy's been in the year, how many races Shane Sabraski has this year. That's a lot of math that you have to do on a, a very quick thing. Um, all of that. He's, he's playing the music He and we communicate back and forth in little written notes or sign language kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I'm going to have Brock on, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Uh, but, but we're like, I'm having Brock on because he deserves to be on the show and talk about being the producer at a racetrack and making it entertaining, I think is, is the direction we're going to go with it. So what would sure. your, what would your question for Brock be? Um, man, I guess there's a couple of things that come to mind, which seem like silly questions. I used to do driver of the week interviews and I think the silly questions are the best questions. Yes, for sure. They are. Um, one of them, people like to give me crap because like a lot of racers, they can't eat before a race. Even as a photographer, I cannot eat before a race because I'm so nervous and anxious. So I'm curious if he has that, like as an announcer or a producer, like, does he get anxiety like that where he can't does eat he before a race? Or does he have kind of like, yeah. yeah, or does he have like pre-race rituals? Because I do. That's a, that's, I'm thinking of myself now. Do I have, I, I kind of <laughs> do. Yeah. Yep. Not one that we're sharing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I kind of do. Yeah. Free race rituals. Well, you said there was two things that come to your mind. Is there, what's, what's your second thing? Um, well, yeah, the pre-race rituals and yeah, if he can eat before a race. Okay. So th those are the two parts. So yeah. what, what you said you do, what is, if you're comfortable sharing your pre-race ritual, what is, what is it? Um, well, I have to, I listen to one song every single time I go to a track, like as I'm pulling into the track and it's sweet child of mine, because it amps me up every time. That's a perfect song. I just have to, like, I really like, if I don't have time to do that or listen to like my playlist on the way to the track, I'm like, I'm out of whack. I can't, I can't focus. Gotta sit because... in the parking lot for, for seven minutes and listen to oh, yeah. Axl Rose belted out. Do you sing along? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course you do. Especially yeah, to that song. fans. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With the windows up. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's how Kyle needs to sing. Um, although I do, I find myself singing on the microphone a lot, sort of inadvertently just because it's just flowing and there's good energy kind of a thing. And sometimes <laughs> I start singing, which is not okay. It is not a okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> so Perfect. That is, I will, those are great questions for Brock because honestly, like he sits next to me and I, I don't, I don't know if he does have a pre-race in mine. I'll share is that it's you, I, on my microphone. It's not a, I don't hold a microphone. I have a headset with a thing. Cause then mm -hmm. I hands free. I can, I can talk with my hands and go oh my God, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and, and the on off button is on my, it's not up here. It's on my desk right in front of me and damn near every single week. Now I've been an announcer for 24 years. It's I, I'm rarely, if ever at a loss for words, it happens from time to time, but not too often, almost every week I, I go, okay, here we go. <laughs> I love that. See, people don't know that. But I won't say anything. 
I will turn the mic on. I will, I don't, mic will be off. I'll like clap. Yeah. There we go. Hit the button. <laughs> and then hit the button again and go, what the hell am I supposed to say? Like, I, like, yeah. just, let's get going. And, um, and then, and then usually I, like it's, it's a 12, 15 second little like brain hemorrhage. Hit the right. button and go, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back you know, blah, 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 kind of thing, whatever, whatever comes out of my mouth. And so it's, um, the first words of the night are always the toughest words to come out. And once you yep. sort of break the seal, then, then it, it's probably a, a, to circle back. It's probably the same thing as asking for someone for help. It's really tough to get oh, the sure. words out. And then once, once you sort of, there's a, there's a little trickle coming through the dam, it'll all come out. And that's, it's, yep in the yep. in the times where i've allowed myself to be that vulnerable um yep. i always feel way way better at the end of it you know mm -hmm. it's it's uh to put it in terms that race car people are going to understand when you have to puke just puke and you're going to feel better it's the same thing that yeah. just come to my head just now you're bottling up all of these feelings and it's making you feel bad just get it out and you're going to feel yeah. better that's the racer analogy right there. And so <laughs> might be the, that might be the title of the show. When you got to puke, just puke. Uh, <laughs> and so awesome. Crystal, thank you so very, very much for sharing with us what you did. That's um, yes. incredibly vulnerable of you. And my hope is, is that just, just like when someone went out and bought a Hans device, mm -hmm. and it, and it, it's maybe going to save someone some broken bones or, or their life that that you're talking your vulnerability and and someone's watching this show and they needed to hear that it's okay it's okay to yeah. just to not be good because nobody else is no right. it's everybody's in the same exact situation everybody's got right. the, the chirping and it's always your own voice in your ear um it's not true it's just just it's okay to be not okay and so right. yeah um yeah and awesome. i just want to say too yeah you know, when you're down and stuff like that, even when you're better, you're still going to have hard days. So you can't let it discourage you. And yeah. I mean, I'm doing great now and I still have really hard days where I feel like I'm going to relapse, but I, I don't let myself, you train your mind and you work on your mindset. And yeah. I'm just really glad that I didn't miss out on anything because I would have missed a lot. Yeah. So, Hell yeah. Getting married. Good, you are, you're getting damn married. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. awesome. so um, <laughs> congratulations on that. Congratulations on on being victorious on, on, on making it to breakfast and then to lunch and then to supper and then to tomorrow and the next week and the next year. And so, um, yes. I, I can't wait to see you in Fergus falls or, um, just so you know, there's tracks that race on Sundays. Um, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. That is Crystal Austinson on after the checkers.